Good morning. Today's reading is from 2 Samuel, chapter 9, verses 1 to 7. That's page 312 in the Church Bibles. 2 Samuel, chapter 9, verses 1 to 7, page 312. David and Mephibosheth. David asked, is there anyone still left of the house of Saul to whom I can show kindness for Jonathan's sake? Now there was a servant of Saul's household named Ziba. They summoned him to appear before David. And the king said to him, are you Ziba? At your service, he replied. The king asked, is there no one still alive from the house of Saul? To whom I can show God's kindness. Ziba answered the king, There is still a son of Jonathan. He is lame in both feet. Where is he? the king asked. Ziba answered, He is at the house of Machir, son of Amiel, in Lodebar. So King David had him brought from Lodebar, from the house of Machir son of Amiel. When Mephibosheth, son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, came to David, he bowed down to pay him honour. David said, Mephibosheth, at your service, he replied. Don't be afraid, David said to him, for I will surely show you kindness for the sake of your father, Jonathan. I will restore to you all the land that belonged to your grandfather, Saul, and you will always eat at my table. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Helen. Um, just to say, I'm not quite sure how you say that name, so Helen said it one way, I'll probably say it several different ways now in the course of this sermon. I tried to write it without actually having to say his name, but I can't do it. So <laughs> I'm going to have to try his name every now and again. Anyway, my name is Debs, and I'm on the staff team here at St. Jude's. And for those of you who are visiting this morning, over this last term, we've been thinking about the life of David. And we've been looking at this life and seeing what we can learn and there is so much and this morning is no exception so the title for this morning's talk is compassion so I thought I like to start off um, by thinking about what actually compassion means so Nigel if you could just show us the dictionary definition it says compassion is a strong feeling of sympathy and sadness for the suffering or bad luck of others, and a wish to help them. So, in this passage, we see David showing huge compassion to Mephibosheth. That's how you said it, wasn't it, Helen? I've been saying Mephibosheth all week. But anyway, and it doesn't seem that big a thing, really, because Mephibosheth was... Um, lame and he didn't have any family to look after him so it kind of why wouldn't David offer to look after him however when we look back at what's been happening in David's life up until now we see why this is such a big deal 
So Mephibosheth is the son of Jonathan, who is the son of Saul, who was the king before David. And Jonathan was David's best friend. So it's like it's David's best friend's son who he's offered to look after. Doesn't seem that big a deal, you might think. Jonathan is dead, so he's got nobody to look after him, so why not? But actually, it is way more than that. Because Saul, so Mephibosheth's grandfather, Saul was the king before David, and he hunted David for years through the desert. David had to flee for his life. His life was in danger so many times, we read earlier on in the books of Samuel. And Saul was jealous of David's skill as a warrior and and of David's popularity with the people. So now that David had been crowned king in Saul's place, it would have been customary for him, as the new king, to seek out all the previous king's relatives, which of course would include Mephibosheth, and he would kill them in order to remove the threat to his crown. So obviously that would involve killing the son of his best friend. But David goes against the principle of revenge and self-preservation. And instead, he asks what he can do for the family of his enemy. He says, is there anyone still left of the house of Saul to whom I can show kindness for Jonathan's sake. So David, at this point, recognizes that kindness can be more powerful than revenge. He knows just how much he is loved by God, and he wants to show that same kindness and love to the son of his best friend. Compassion is such a strong characteristic. Often people can show sympathy but that's different. Do you remember in the book of James, James talks about faith and deeds, and he says, suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace and keep warm and well-fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? It's very easy, isn't it, sometimes, to see people in need and to feel sorry for them. But actually, unless we do anything about it, that sympathy often isn't much use. Because to feel compassion, it means that you have to take action to support them. And sometimes that can be costly. So several years ago, when Neil was a curate in Southampton, I was at worship group practice one evening, and we were singing away, and a man came into church And he was listening to us. So after we'd finished practicing, I went over and I started chatting to him. And it turned out that he had recently become a Christian and he heard the singing and he wanted to come in and worship and just listen to what was going on. He was on his way to visit some friends in Germany, but he was currently sleeping rough because he didn't have any money. And he seemed quite a genuine guy. And I don't know, maybe I was naive, I I don't know. But anyway, Neil was at a PCC meeting in the vicarage across the road, so I went over and I told Neil about this chap who'd come in, and we decided to offer him a bed for the night. So we waited in church after the practice, and then Neil came across after his meeting finished, and we went home, and I cooked the man a meal, and then I lent him a sleeping bag, and he slept on the sofa downstairs, and in the morning, he had breakfast with with us and the children, 
and then off he went. Now, I don't know what's happened to this guy. I don't know whether he really was going to Germany, but it doesn't really matter. We took him in for the night because he had nowhere to sleep. Yes, he could have stolen all our stuff from downstairs, but it was just stuff. He could have been a baddie, but actually, we were okay, and it was fine. And that night, I showed compassion, and I actually did something to help. So, Nigel, sympathy would have been feeling just sorry for him because he had nowhere to go. Compassion was acting on that feeling and offering him somewhere to stay. And in so many of the stories about Jesus, we see him having compassion on crowds as well as individuals. In Matthew's Gospel, there's so many examples. There's one in chapter 9 where um, Matthew writes, When he saw the crowds, Jesus, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then later on, when Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and he healed their sick. Further on in Matthew, for the two blind men that he met, Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes. Immediately, they received their sight and followed him. So Jesus was full of compassion. He lived out of compassion. And of course, the ultimate example of his compassion is that recognizing our separated state from God he offered himself as that final sacrifice. He saw our pain and he acted on it. A hugely compassionate response and costly response and painful response. And of course, it's not just Jesus, is it? In the Old Testament, we see lots of examples of God's compassion as well. In Lamentations, we read, because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. And then in Psalm 103, We've got, we've got the Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. And then a bit further on, as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. If we want to be more like Jesus, we need to learn how to show compassion. I expect many of you have heard of the charity Compassion. Compassion works in some of the poorest countries in the world, working with local churches to identify the families that are most in need. Supporters are asked to sponsor a child, to pray regularly for that child, and then support the family financially. Can we have the photos up? Thanks, Nigel. So as a family, we've been incredibly blessed through Compassion. Over the years, we've sponsored three children in Rwanda, and that's two of them there, and they are now, some of them are adults themselves. Oh, sorry. And our children, who are now adults themselves, two of them now also sponsor children through Compassion. But we've had the additional blessing of being able to visit the project where our children, the sponsored children have gone. And we've seen firsthand the amazing, amazing work that the charity does. So there is spiritual support and education. Each child attends the project once a week, and receives not only additional basic education, but also health care and advice, as well as spiritual study. And the families benefit as well. 
because through the increased awareness of hygiene, the families then pass that on to their neighbours, and so the whole community becomes more healthy and more aware. So there are benefits that just spread out through the work of compassion. One of the children we sponsor, Furahar, I think she's eight now, but we started sponsoring her when she was four. When she first joined the project, her health really wasn't very good, but her mum couldn't afford to take her to the hospital to get some, any um, antibiotics or treatment or whatever. But because now she was part of the Compassion Project, the money that we gave to the project was able to be used for her mum to be able to take her to the doctor. She was able to get some antibiotics, and she was, she was well, and she was cared for. And it's just been such a blessing to see how these young children who start with very little have been able to thrive and grow. And I'm sure that many of you who sponsor children through Compassion or any other charity that sponsors children will have stories like that of how the help that we can give through projects changes the lives of um, children and communities. And this really is what David is showing in this passage. He's not just showing sympathy for Mephibosheth, but he's showing practical help. And it cost him, just as it's likely to cost us. So, yes, please, Nigel. David's showing grace to Mephibosheth is such a good picture of God's grace and compassion to us. Because we are like Mephibosheth here. We need grace and mercy, just as he did. So before our king comes to us, we are poor and we are weak and we are broken and we are fearful, just like Mephibosheth was. He was poor and he was weak and he was broken. We hear that he was lame in both feet and maybe he was fearful for his life. Because of our our ancestors' actions and our own deliberate fault, we are separated from our king, just like Mephibosheth was separated from his king because of the actions of Saul, his ancestor. We've separated ourselves from our king because we don't understand him or we don't understand his love for us. And in the same way, Mephibosheth was separated from his king because he didn't understand David. He didn't understand how David's love was greater than the need for revenge. So in the same way that David sought out Mephibosheth, so Jesus seeks us. His grace is based on covenant promise and we receive it in humility. Because of David, Mephibosheth was provided for. He ate at the king's table for the rest of his life. And we too are invited to the king's banquet. We have access to our king through Jesus. And in the same way that Mephibosheth's um, frailties or his brokenness was not removed, our frailties and failures are not taken away, but instead we can see ourselves in a different way. We can see ourselves through the eyes of God as his children, cherished and loved. But not only do we learn from David's showing of compassion to his enemies about 
God's compassion for us, we also learn how we need to show compassion to others. So I wonder, to whom do you need to show compassion? In what situations does your heart ache? Where might God be prompting you to act? And we're again reminded of the importance of compassion in Ephesians when Paul writes, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. I don't think that compassion is an optional extra for us as disciples of Christ. We are called to be compassionate. So David's grace to Mephibosheth is also a pattern for us as we serve and minister to others. We are like David in this situation. So we need to seek out our enemies and find a way to bless them. And sometimes that's really difficult. And yet we know it makes sense. How many times have you seen or experienced an occasion when a kind word or an unexpected action has brought peace to a situation that otherwise would have escalated. And just thinking about our world today, how good would it be if people could show compassion instead of seeking revenge? So we're called to look for those on the margins, the poor, the weak, those that society considers hidden, and we need to look for ways in which we can bless them. I love that we do that as a church, through Friday Fridge. That's really good. But is there anything else that we can be doing? Is there anything to which God is calling you personally to do? God blesses us despite the fact that we don't deserve it. So we need to pass that blessing on. We're called to bless our enemies. So that might mean showing compassion to people that you don't really like or you don't get on with. But we need to show the kindness of God to others around us because we have received so much, we need to pass it on. So if we can just have the final slide, please, Nigel. So we need to remember, are we aware of the compassion that God has for us? And are we grateful? Are we grateful? And then to whom are we called to show compassion? Because remember, it's not an optional extra. So I'd just like to pray. So maybe if something has touched you about that or you're feeling called to something and you need to talk to somebody about it, there will be prayer ministry down here after the service. So do come forward for prayer if you would like it. But I do encourage you to take these thoughts away, to seal them in your heart and just to think where and ask God where he wants you to act. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your grace and your compassion that you show to us despite the fact that we don't deserve it. Help us, Lord, to remember just how much you love us and just how much you've given us. And help us, Lord, to go out from here and to show your compassion to those in our community, to those people that maybe we find tricky, as well as those people that we love. 
Lord, fill us with your Holy Spirit to enable us to show compassion as we go from here. In Jesus' name, amen.